Appreciate your guys' time, first of all. Um, New Mexico is a um, physical, rugged team, very, very athletic. Uh, they play a ton of guys. Um, you know, they're a team that got off to a little bit of a late start with practice and uneven practices and been traveling all over. And now I know their temporary home was in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, at Lubbock, I think it's Lubbock Christian is where we're going to be playing. Um, but it's, a, an, again, they don't have a lot of games in, <clears throat> seven games. But you can, it's, it's a team that's playing better every night they go out. You know, and I think they're – uh, their series at Boise, they were playing 15 guys each game, and now they've shortened that a little bit, but they still play a lot of guys. Um, um, but they're trying to find their team like everybody is right now. Um, they're very, like I said, they're very physical. They throw it in the post a lot. 74% of their shots are are from the two. Um, and then defensively, it's what we've seen again uh, like with New Mexico the last two years where they're going to press. They're going to press. Uh, on every made shot, every dead ball, every made free throw uh, in the half court, they're pressure and deny, and they they uh, make it very very difficult on their opponents. Uh, and so, and then they're number two in the country in offensive rebounding. Uh, I mean, they they are so athletic. They'll send four guys to the glass, uh, and I've seen them send five even at times. And so, rebounding will be a big key. Rebounding, handling the ball, making good decisions, not turning it over. Um, uh, and post defense certainly because they they throw it inside on a on a very regular basis. So got to really stay disciplined. We're going to have to have great poise and composure um, for forty minutes because they they um, they're relentless with their effort. And with that, any questions? Yeah, Coach um, Alex Fehart with the with the Tribune. You mentioned um, their rebounding. I was looking at some of the other stats and, and they're, they're in the bottom of the conference in a lot of them, uh, field goal defense, three point defense, um, uh, scoring margin, things like that. Um, so when you look at sort of the entirety of what a team has done in conference play so far, what is your kind of not game plan, but what is your approach to playing a team that hasn't won a conference game yet? And, and statistically they're, they're not that great on paper. Yeah, well, when I see them on film, <laughs> I have nightmares. But um, I don't worry about – I mean, that's a great question. I know um, I am a numbers guy from some respects, but not um, – you know, I'm not overly driven by that like, you know, a lot of people are. But our, we know what our goals are, and we know how hard it is to win. I don't care who you're playing, when you're playing – uh, where you're playing, certainly as a, as a general rule of thumb, it's harder to win on the road. And for us, we're going to be on, gone eight out of 10 days now. So yeah, I think about that factor. You know, I was a few minutes late today because I'm co we're coaching eight freshmen. <laughs> and so, like, it's uh, – I got a lot to worry about, to be honest. But I'm confident at the same time. And so we got to play Aggie basketball. And, and that means you work hard to eliminate losing – you know, be very sound on both ends of the floor. Um, we've done a very good job of not turning it over here on this winning streak with the exception of the last game. But, you know, we have turned it over against New Mexico, our history shows over the last two years. So we got to be better with that. Um, but we've always said mindset, mind right, game right. When your mind is right, your game will be right and your team will play 
well. And so it all has a direct correlation with, with each other. But I feel like we got a determined group of guys. We've had two good practices again um, yesterday and today. It is a very different prep from Air Force. I mean, it couldn't be more opposite in terms of, uh, in terms of everything. Their style of play on offense, their style of play on defense, their athleticism. It's going to be one of the most athletic teams we face um, all year. So when you watch them on film, uh, they certainly get your attention with some of the things that they do. Coach, how good do you think uh, McQuatch is now their player, the individual guy for them? I mean, he seems to really now be their their main guy. He's a very good player, and he's caused us problems over the years. Um, you know, certainly, you know, he's a he started however many games in a row. I think it's uh, high 60s or 70s, um, and there's a reason for that. Like, he's very consistent. He's dependable. Um, he's really rounded out his jumper, and he's hurt us from the three – um, in the past as well. He's got a great pull-up game. He's extremely athletic. He's one of those guys that just, he's uber athletic, both sliding his feet, leaping ability, and he's super fast. I feel like he's tightened up his handle uh, and makes better decisions. So he's there. He's certainly the guy, the straw that stirs the drink, so to speak. He's the guy that's been down that road and played in a lot of big games for them. And uh, he really, quite frankly, does it all. Guards the other team. You know, he's a very good defensive player. Um, he's kind of like I've used with, you know, Diogo Brito and Marco Anthony. He's a bit of a Swiss Army knife. There's not much he doesn't do on the floor. So is there other guys? What other guys stand out? The, they have a new guy, the guy who transferred from Wichita, I think, at one time. Uh, they've got a couple of other transfers. Yeah, Rod, Rod Brown is the guy you're talking about, number five. He – is an incredibly high motor. He's their second leading scorer at 10 and a half a game. Um, he's a very good rebounder, specifically on, well, he's a good defense rebounder, but I mean, he has 16 offensive boards in seven games. So you're doing something right. And he's got a high, high motor. Um, he's all over the floor. So um, uh, I, I always try to think of who comparisons, but I'm not sure this is exactly right, but like he, he just he's skilled, like he handles it well enough. So he, he's more skilled than Dennis Rodman, but like he's just everywhere uh, on the floor. He'll play the four uh, and the five for them. Of course, Keith McGee's been a guy that's been around. He rolled his ankle, I think, in the first half against Boise. So he didn't play a whole lot against Boise, did not play um, in, in the second game um, at their place as well. Jeremiah Francis is a guy that transferred from North Carolina to starting point guard, 6'2", 6'3", really strong, like 205 pounds. Um, I mean, he went to North Carolina for a reason. He hasn't shot it great up to this point, but he's got a smooth shot, and uh, I think it's just a matter of time for him. So, you know, they're going to play 10, 11 guys uh, on a regular basis, and they just keep throwing waves of guys at you. Singleton is their third leading scorer at eight a game. 6'6", six, six, kind of does everything for them. Plays the one, two, three, plays all over the place. Emmanuel Kuax, the guy that played two years right down the road at Kearns High School and really athletic. I believe he started he started the first two games. Now he's coming off the bench, but he's a freak athlete. Um, so they, they're just – there's so many guys that are big, strong, and athletic. And then, of course, they're fives. They throw it into the post a lot. Matos is a true freshman, but he's 6'9", and really strong – um, I'm sure he's 250 at least. 
Uh, and then 22 Manuel is a guy that can score it inside. So I know I just named about half, most of the roster, but that's how they play. They're constantly subbing to keep guys fresh, and they just try to really wear you down. Hey, Coach Andre Salveson, you've played your starters some pretty heavy minutes, even in games where you're up up big. Uh, what's the confidence in your bench right now from you and your coaching staff, and uh, have you guys been able to tighten up your rotation to where you like it going into the rest of conference play? Yeah, it just kind of depends on the game. I mean, I think that's an area we just got to keep developing and keep getting better, and that happens with experience and and earning trust, you know, through practice. Certainly our starting five have been, I mean, clearly our best lineup. I think that's easy to see. But I do see a lot of stride. I feel like we're getting some consistency out of uh, some of our guys. And, you know, Trevin Dorius, I feel like we're starting to figure out, knowing exactly what we're going to get on a game-to-game basis. Uh, Steven Ashworth has been very consistent here recently. I thought Bearstow has played well for sure in three of the last four games. Um, and then we just got to keep developing some guys. And that's, I think what's exciting is I think we will. I think these guys will keep getting better. Uh, I got to help them with certain lineups, you know, that maybe will flourish better instead of throwing, you know, three true freshmen out there at the same time or, or some guys that um, maybe don't quite have that chemistry yet, you know? Um, so we're constantly working on that. That's an area that we got to facilitate. Do we believe in them? Of course we do. Um, but at the same time, we got to put the guys out there that give us the best chance um, to succeed. And, you know, every year you go through this and some guys, you know, two years ago, Abel Porter was hardly playing at this time. And Justin Bean was rarely playing. And you see guys kind of start to figure things out at different speeds and at different times of the year. And it is different. Um, you know, it's January, whatever it is today. Um, I don't know, fifth, sixth, whatever it is. And, but we're still only 10 games in. You know, a lot of times we have five games in in the first nine days of the season. So um, so even though we're in this point, 20% of our league is done, we've only played 10 games. So we're still working through a lot of different things. And I think that's, a, I would say, a very common um, characteristic of most teams in the country right now, uh, especially um, – when you have a lot of new guys in your program. Coach, you just brought up Abel Porter. He made one of the big shots in this uh, series down there. We haven't had a chance to ask you your thoughts on what happened to him for his basketball this year at Ohio State. Well, uh, my heart goes out to him. I mean, certainly an unfortunate deal with um, – he has – I forget the, the exact name of what he has with his heart, but it was the same thing, I believe, that uh, how Hank gathers the late – Great Hank Gathers passed away. Um, and so we're very fortunate that they were able to catch it, um, you know, this summer when they were doing conditioning drills and um, had a really good talk this summer, you know, shortly thereafter when it happened. And so it was a great young man, um, you know, really, really had, I mean, a great career for the Aggies, specifically his last two years. And, you know, he's just one of those guys that you knew every night what you were going to get out of Abel. He was just dependable, reliable, and um, and steady Eddie. And so, you know, he's going to have a very bright future in no, no matter what he decides to do, whether he decides to coach or go into the private sector. I mean, he'll probably get, you know, seven PhDs, who knows. But um, what a pleasure to coach. Certainly my heart goes out to him because 
um, you never want to, um, it's always nice to have control of your future, so to speak. And this is out of his control. And I guess that maybe is the, um, the way you got to approach it, right? There's nothing else he could have done. And I think that's the beauty of it. He gave everything he could in his time that he could and made the most out of every ounce of talent that he has. Hey coach Jake from the Statesman. Um, I wanted your thoughts on kind of the unpredictability in the conference this year, just last week, you know, San Jose state, they get blown out by Boise and then they come back and lose by one. And then Colorado state has that big comeback on, against the Aztecs. Just what's, what are your thoughts on just kind of how crazy the conference has been so far? Well, it certainly has been crazy. Um, you know, you just look at the, like you said the other night with the Boise San Jose game and um, even, you know, Wyoming and Fresno, uh, but you know what? I, I would take that a step further. I think that's the case in all of college basketball this year. You know, we before our, our second game with San Jose, we, we read through a list of, I don't know, 25 games, um, maybe not quite in 20 to 25 games where on back-to-back nights or two games in three days where it was a lopsided blowout one game and the next game the team that won by 15 or 20 or 25 or whatever – um, loses the next game out, you know, two days later or the next game. And so there's just a lot of so many variables that nobody knows about, whether it's who's missing the game, what coaches are missing the game, human nature of playing the same team twice back-to-back with adjustments, what's their mindset depending on how the first game went. Um, there's a lot of unevenness, like in, specifically in the Mountain West with travel schedules. And you might play four games in eight days, which we're going to do here shortly. You know, in this scenario, we're going to be gone for eight game, eight days out of 10 with back-to-back road trips. Um, there's just so many inequities out there this year that that's just reality. And so, you know, we, we've hit that with our guys from day one with the inequities, and it can work for us and it can work against us. It's just how it is. And so you got to deal with it the best that you can um, with all the obstacles that, that come rolling your way. You might, you might have two games canceled and not play for 14 days, because, whether it's your team or uh, an opponent that you have coming in. So I think it's a sign of college basketball this year. I think it's a sign of what college athletics is going to be like in the spring with a lot of the other sports. And so you just negotiate it with it the best that you possibly can. Anything else for coach? Yeah, I got, I got a question. Um, coach, uh, in conference, you guys um, allow the least amount of points defensively. Um, it seems like on that side of the ball, you guys have improved the last few games. And I'm wondering what you think has allowed this team, this iteration of the Aggies to become the defensive team that has become now that it has become and that it hopefully, like, will, yeah. hopefully you guys will become later. Well, we're communicating a lot better. Um, we have, you know, those first two games were a little rough, um, um, for a lot of different reasons. I think we've kind of settled in a little bit more on a rotation. We've really simplified some things we've had, uh, um, downsize, so to speak, some of our schemes that we do and just really, um, um, trying to be brilliant in the basics, so to speak and really lock in and give our guys, specifically our inexperienced guys, but but all of our guys, just continuity and um, 
in synchronization, so to speak, where we play connected. And I think that's a lot easier to see that we really play connected against Northern Iowa. Um, and really since that point, we're really starting to pick some things up on the defensive end, but I think it all starts with communication and having each other's back. Sometimes, you know, when you're not sure what to do or you lack experience or for new guys who don't know, you're still learning like our vocabulary or our terminology, I should say, it takes time. And if you're not confident in knowing exactly what's going on, it's hard to communicate, right? If you're confident in a subject, any subject, it's a lot easier to be to communicate because you feel confident in what you're doing. If you're unsure of yourself, you're not exactly going to raise your hand to volunteer information in the classroom, at work, or whatever it might be. And so, um, so I think our communication has gotten a lot better and just really trying to understand what we're trying to do on the defensive end. And uh, it's been showing up recently. And um, one question on Amias. I remember, I think the last time we spoke, you mentioned that while things were shut down, Namias didn't go back to Portugal. He stayed in Logan, right? And I was curious as to like, how much contact and communication did you have with him while he was here and not home? And how did you maybe see him do, uh, try to find ways to improve his game? Because he's played very well this season so far. Yeah, I mean, it all started. So first of all, we had contact with him um, on a regular basis. I mean, whether it was saying what's up or popping by the office or, you know, whatever, whatever it might be uh, until the actual quarantine or until um, um, I, I forget how that all went with the quarantines and all that stuff. But obviously when it was safe to do so, um, but his big emphasis is just getting back right physically, you know, getting stronger, getting more agile, getting mobile with his injury, really taking time to put on good weight so he can maintain that weight. You know, the summer before it was hard for him to lift consistently. Uh, part of maintaining weight is having a good diet. So I think he really concentrating on eating well um, and eating the right foods to keep that on. And then, and then working on his, um, on his shot and his touch, you know, around the basket, whether it's different angles, he's always been, well, he, he was a very good passer both years, but he's certainly taken that to a whole nother level, I would say this year. But I think part of that is just having strength, you know, when he's getting double and triple teamed where he can hold his ground um, in a lot better fashion. And, uh, and then, you know, just continually developing his footwork as well. And you can tell he's put the time in, and um, he's playing better than ever.